make sure you keep a diet of the meaty truth. All right, folks, welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy, Bill Whittle. And, uh, you know, in The Virtue Signal, like I said, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to make a clear cut uh, definition, if you will, based on something solid uh, against the virtue signals out there who are, uh, you know, forcing us to believe what their perverted idea of virtue is. That stuff becomes uh, uh, the controlling narrative that they have in the culture and in policy. So we got to we got to try to set the record straight. And uh, I think one of those um, perversions of virtue that they have is uh bill uh this whole beyond meat uh impossible meat this uh mm-hmm. this 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 virtue of of vegan culture uh i it's i've already kind of like had my <laughs> i've had my beef with these things for a minute and and, and i used to i'm not judging but i used to be a vegetarian i was actually more of a pescatarian but, um, you know, but I, th- I thought I was being, you know, moral and all that sort of stuff by, by not eating, you know, Jersey made or anything like that. And, um, the Jersey made cow, but I saw this video, man, of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Carol Adams. I don't know if you've seen this and, uh, she's given her, man, she went on a full on social justice salad, if you will, no pun intended, no nah, pun intended about, <laughs> Vegan is, is she supposed to be given a defense of, of veganism? And man, she took it into, uh, the misogynist culture. She took it into, uh, a full race baiting. I'm like, Hey, um, when you going to get to the side dish of the vegetables and stuff like that? You so, know. so white supremacy is, is eating a hamburger now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For real. And, and you know, the, this, and, and, uh, you know, this is where we are. You can't even eat meat. You can't even eat meat without being. Uh, a bigoted, racist, uh, uh, sexist, homophobe. You can't even, you can't even eat meat, you know, as far as that goes. So, I mean, what do you, see where we are right now. I mean, I guess that's the fashion of the day, uh, the food fashion and, uh, seeing that right now, I mean, what do you, what do you think <laughs> these people, uh, definitely, uh, an impossible meat burger short of a happy meal. I, I don't think it's a mystery, but I still, I'm a little embarrassed about fessing up to this, you know, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm just a, always been an animal lover. And, uh, I remember when my, my dad, and my brother hunted their entire lives. My brother still does. I said, I'd like to come out one time. He said, no, I don't think he would. And then I realized, no, he's right. I wouldn't. Um, but the hypocrisy of it, of course, is I, you know, love a good hamburger and a good steak and I eat more chicken than, well, than, than mammals generally do. Uh, so, I'm one of those people that's a little hypocritical about this. I, when I say hypocritical, I don't mean I don't mean intellectually hypocritical, and I don't mean morally hypocritical. I don't think there's any moral argument to say that we must be vegetarians because if we were the only animals on Earth that ate other animals, you might have a point there, you know. Mm-hmm. But but humans are omnivores. One of the reasons we're so successful, one of the reasons humans spread around the world is if you think about it, so we'll eat anything. We eat anything and everything. We eat fungus, we eat uh, insects, we eat mammals, we eat birds, we eat fish, we eat squids, we eat, we eat everything, 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 everything. And to, to divide this... Um, uh, this biological design feature and to say that this is wrong is nonsense. 
I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this may be a result of, of just plain oversensitivity and over-emotion. I sometimes think that the things that upset me are, are, are things that upset somebody who's had life too good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that whatever qualms I may have about the meat industry are qualms that come because I've never really been hungry in my life. <laughs> said I've been starving, but I haven't been, I've never been hungry. Mm. Not real hungry. Um, now, with that said, uh, it's funny. I, I have no, no problem eating chickens, although I'm sure if I kept a chicken, it would change my mind. Uh, I, 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 feel, I feel guilty about eating steak, but I like steak. I was in Norway a couple years ago, and in this restaurant, and in that, in that restaurant, they served whale. Mm. I thought, no, I don't think I'm going to be eating a whale. And, and when, I re- when, I, when I come down to why I feel this way about these particular things, I find myself, I find myself coming down on the issue of suffering, you know? And it's not even the, it's not even the suffering of death, because when people talk about the cruelty of hunters, and I don't know why this defense isn't made more often. I don't know why hunting and hunters don't make this defense every day. When people talk about the cruelty of hunting, my first response is is to say, well, you know, if if the hunters went away, the human hunters, deer wouldn't die of old age in the forest, surrounded by their loved ones, and just peacefully go to sleep. You know, that's not how nature works. When I when I think about, whoa, you know, it just bothers me to see somebody just shoot this animal. And I realize, well, it, it, it may be tough to watch that, but it's a lot tougher to watch one being eaten alive. And I've seen that many times. I've seen lions and 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 creatures like that eating other animals alive. That is horrific. Yes. So that would be my first response to this. You know, it's like if this is the world we live in and this is and this is. And, and to be. I guess what I'm trying to say is to to bewail the fact that humans eat other animals is to deny the fact that other animals eat other animals. Right. Right? Is to Now, the argument of course is that we have a moral sense and so on and we do have a moral sense, but we don't have a moral obligation. Let me put that that's the way I want to put it. That that the people who who feel that tenderly towards animals and I generally am one of them which makes me a hypocrite, and I understand that, and I'm, I'm not comfortable with it, but that's, that's the decision I make when I'm looking at a cheeseburger. Uh, but I think you can say, and, and I have no problem with people saying, that I choose not to eat animals because I find it morally reprehensible. I, I actually respect that opinion. I don't share it, but that's, that's a consistent opinion. But when you try to take your personal abstinence from biology and apply it to everyone else and make that into a sin or a character defect, that's kind of where I draw the line. Indeed, man. And and the thing is, this so-called virtue is, it's, it has that sentiment, you know, you identify with the animals, just like you brought up suffering and people, you know, they don't want to see the animals suffer. And, and I totally understand that. I don't like the idea either. Uh, but in that uh, that so-called virtuous state where you where people are showing how much they care, 
you have ladies mm-hmm. like this, and, and she's not the only one, trying to tie this to something else to, to, to get to piggyback off of that, to get more of a, That's sim- right. you know, trying to use the, 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 the sexist narrative and use the race baiting narrative to, to gain a sympathy vote for what it is that she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's just silly. That's right. It's a sympathy yeah. vote. That's, that's just, that's silly. Yes. It's, it's a lot of sanctimonious, you know, self-righteous, uh, nonsense, but, that's what they're, they're using these things to take over. As, as we've talked about before, you know, Democrats have this imagination land that they live in. They're, everything about them is just so artificial. You know, they're, they're drawn to things just being fake. And I guess that's one of the reasons why they're so good in the movie industry, because that's just how they're wired. They're wired mm-hmm. to make rhetorical lo- intelligence. Yeah. That's what Evan Sayer called it. Yes. You know, so, I mean, but the thing is, you know, with this, even with the meat, the, the beyond meat. It's like, okay, you guys are calling it beyond meat. Why don't you, if, 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 if veg, vegetables and fruits and, 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 and legumes and whichever are so good for you, why don't you just market it as what it is? Why don't you just call it fruits and vegetables? Why are you taking this and trying to make it taste like meat? <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. fake. If you, and, and it's, you, they're saying that it's nutritious. It is good for you, man. It's just well-seasoned cat food. The same stuff that they're putting in this stuff is the same stuff that goes in cat foods. And notice that cats are getting diabetes and stuff too. So mm-hmm. they're, they're doing this stuff and, it's like everything about them is just artificial, artificial meat, artificial votes, artificial boobs yep. on artificial men. Everything is just yeah. <laughs> artificial women, whichever. That's, That's just right. what they do. And it's they have the appearance of. Yes. Right. It's much harder to actually be something than to simply put on the shell of something. Right. You know, and 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 these things, obviously, Bill, they, they turn into like a big problem. And um, and so even when people. You know, as you mentioned uh, uh, earlier, like when we look at our makeup, you know, our makeup shows us from from our from our dental structure through our elementary tract shows that we're omnivorous creatures. You see, yeah, if, if we if we if we weren't meant to eat meat, we couldn't digest meat. You you right. can't feed meat to a to a to a squirrel. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, or they'll say that you know, well, you know, it's not necessary for you to build muscle. You know, like look at look at the oxen. Look at all those muscles that they have, and all they eat is they have a vegetarian. They're herbivores. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have four stomachs either. You know, so you're gonna number one and (laughs) and number two, you don't spend every waking moment of your life eating, which is what which is what uh, grazing animals do. Their entire day consists of eating. Yes. You know, so we're, we're wired totally different. Plumbing is totally different, you know, but they, they want to make they want to make these comparisons they, and they get mad because some of their ideas we say, well, you, you treat us like animals. You guys compare yourselves to animals. <laughs> so you justify your behavior. You justify your lifestyle based on animals. That's you guys. You know, but here's the thing. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, even in um, uh, even in the, the Christian circles, particularly Seventh Day Adventists, who have a lot to do with pushing the vegetarian diet, the vegan diet, and and say that that's how we were supposed to be meant to eat. No, well, it that's, isn't. That's silly. The, the Bible. Yeah, to say that that's the way we're supposed to be is just plain it's by wrong. Law. It's just scientifically incorrect. Yeah. It's totally wrong. And and the, and the sad part of it is, is when they make a moral basis of this, as if this is what the Bible instructs to do. It's like, uh, um, last I read, Jesus ate meat. Jesus ate fish. Jesus ate the Passover meal, which means he ate lamb. Jesus mm-hmm. was a meat eater. So are you saying that you're more virtuous than Jesus? You know, well, that's the diet that man was allowed to have after the transgression. It's like, no, 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 no. Before Adam was even made, the distinction of wild beast, animals that eat each other, and livestock was made. And Adam was supposed to classify them, which means that Adam saw wild beast feeding on each other. Adam mm-hmm. had the authority 
to make livestock out of certain animals. And this is very important to know, Bill. This is very important to know. Why is that? Because what did God say? You eat from this tree, man, you going to die. Well, Adam had to know what death was. Adam couldn't be like, well, yeah, sure, God, whatever you say. Uh, I don't know what death is. Well, God wouldn't be a just God if he introduced a policy to him that Adam could not understand. Adam mm -hmm. saw, just like you said, them animals tearing each other apart. Ooh, that sucks, right? I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to have dominion over me. Adam had control over the livestock, basically picking which animal lives and which one dies at a certain point, right? He had dominion as far as that goes. And just like you said, you know, it's like a man has dominion. I can eat whatever. I can eat the mushrooms. I can eat the mm -hmm. berries. I can eat animals. I have dominion. Right. So those things are important to point out that way. When death takes dominion over man, God's like, look, man, I told you, you knew what death was and you played around with it anyway. Now it has yep. dominion over you. So over and over again, we see these things that that shows that that's always been part of our biology. God himself ate meat. He ate meat with Abraham. You know, he ate. You know, it's like he was eating meat. God's never been in a fallen state. People say, well, man can only eat meat. Because man is in a fallen state. God's never been in a fallen state, but he ate meat also. I don't, I don't buy that fallen state argument for a second. Right. Um, there's a, you know, there's a, a lot to unpack here. Mm. When I think, when I mentioned earlier about suffering, there, the, eating meat on a farm, I would have essentially zero problems with, mm. right? Where the animals are out in the pasture and the chickens are running around. When I see industrialized meat, mm. it kind of makes me ill. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see, 20,000 chickens mm. in cages this big, but I eat those chickens. So I'm not in a position to make a moral uh, judgment on people for that. I, I just, you know, I just do. I feel bad about it, but I do it. And, and at least I'm willing to admit that. This is the thing about the left is it, and virtue signaling is that, uh, is that I've got this incredible sense of virtue that therefore puts me above other people. No. So I don't like seeing animals live their lives in cruelty. Uh, I don't, I think that some of this concern that I have is, uh, what sort of, is it anthropological? It's, it's because humans are able to imagine the future. We have these frontal lobes that allow us to forecast the future. In other words, I can see what's happening to those creatures up in front of the line and I don't want to be in this line. Right. Yeah. Um, Animals don't have that function. They certainly have fear, but they don't have the ability to anticipate. They, they, there is no future for, for animals. They, can't, they cannot imagine it, and they cannot imagine it because they don't have these, these frontal lobes. So on some level, I'm putting my human fears into animals that don't experience those fears, and that gives me you know, some comfort. Uh, I remember the, the, the first... The first time I, because we, you know, I grew up with Jane Goodall and chimpanzees and these, you know, our gentle, our gentle neighbors of the forest who just you know, chew on on weeds and stuff. And that's what I grew up with. And I grew up with the, a couple of TV shows like Lance Leake, Secret Chimp, where chimps were, chimps were on TV a lot when I was a kid. Uh, in fact, one of the things about growing up is I don't see nearly as much, many chimps or as much quicksand as I expected to see when I was a kid. Um, but when footage came out, a couple, I don't know. 15, 20 years ago, of chimpanzee war parties chasing monkeys through the trees and then grabbing them and ripping them apart with their big, sharp, pointy incisor teeth. Mm. And then just and then just you'd see a chimp with a you know with a monkey arm in his hand gnawing mm. away. My first thought was just kind of this horror, but my immediate second thought was 
that's actually kind of a relief, you know, because it shows me that this that this philosophizing and moralizing about it is a, 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 a it's a luxury belief, right? Mm-hmm. It's a luxury belief, and I'm perfectly willing to admit that. The I think one of the reasons that people are are so down on hunting and and meat eaters to the degree that they are is as I said earlier, they've never been hungry. If they got really hungry, their attitude towards eating animals would, would change rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we should be proud of that, you know. So I guess what I'm saying is you're talking about all these fake meats and stuff. Look, if, if they were able to grow meat in a in a giant, you know, I don't know, glass cylinder or something, and, and then I could have a steak that tasted indistinguishable from, from another steak and this thing had no consciousness of any kind, I, I, if, if it was the same stuff, I, pr- I probably would eat that. And I still and I still have no problem eating eating meat, which I do regularly daily but but it's still there's still a sense of unease about it i'll tell you and i can tell you where that unease comes from uh, so mm-hmm. uh one of the things that I, that i've watched during the course of my life is is a a sharp increase in our perception of animal intelligence that that really certainly prior to, I don't know, World War II, maybe even later than that, animals were just moving meat. They were just meat that moves. Mm. When you start to get into uh, animal cognition, when you start to see animals showing, like just as a small example, right? It's a very, very small, simple example, but I don't know if you've ever seen video of like a cockatoo or a parrot, like dancing when there's music playing. Mm. I see that and it makes me go, oh boy, you know, I feel bad about all the chicken I ate now. I hope it wasn't (laughs) a dancing chicken. (laughs) <laughs> but 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 I think I think ultimately, as I said uh, now seven times, this is a uh, uh, it, it's a, a conflict between my biology, which is inherent and and designed into me as part of me, and and so on, versus uh, what what you could probably make a pretty strong case for as sentimentalism, mm-hmm. right? With that said, I don't like seeing cruelty. I would like I would like animals to be treated, you know, as well as possible, and uh, and uh, I, I mean I'd love to just come. Uh, the easy answer would be for me to come out and say, "Oh, those you know, patchouli stinking hippies," and, you know, <laughs> give me a throw. My my brother's like this. As I said, he's a hunter. You know, mm-hmm. I won't use the expression he uses, but he likes his steak really quite rare, and 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 I don't. So I don't know. Um, it's a form of emotional sensitivity that is, if not into sentimentality, it's right on the border there. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, I, I've rescued whatever injured animals I can and gone to a fair amount of expense in terms of time and effort to not only treat them or, or get them to a vet to be treated or get them to a wildlife rehabilitation center. And... I think that's probably the best that I personally can do. I guess everybody has a slightly different opinion on this. Uh, and and there I sit. Dig, man. Waiting it- for my cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's interesting real quick. I'll tell you what's interesting real quick. Uh, I think it's Burger King has something that says, uh, it, it's like the, 
It's like the incredible bird, whatever. It's like miracle meat, right? Mm. It looks like meats and, 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 it, and it tastes like meat and all the rest of this stuff, right? Mm. And, it, and it's supposed to be indistinguishable from a regular hamburger. And it's been out for a couple years mm. and I've never once tried it. Mm. You would think mm. that if I was consistent with this philosophy, I would try it. It never occurs to me. You know, I look at it and say, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I want that. And I think it was Brian Regan who said, you know, you, you were talking about how everybody's trying to get things to taste, you know, this tastes just like uh, hamburger and this and this tastes exactly like chicken and this tastes like bacon. He says, it doesn't work the other way around, you know. No one's coming out with a with a slice of meat that tastes like lettuce, yeah. you know, and, and, and using that to, yeah, yeah. This has <laughs> got the exact same taste as, as uh, celery. Mm -hmm. uh, so... <laughs> And, you know, and, and and not to go on and on, but but what that also tells me is is that is that well, this is certainly true. Uh, meat consumption is a top of the food chain luxury, mm. right? When you look at human diet throughout history, especially for the great mass of people, it was generally you know roots and grass and stuff, and you might get meat once a week or you know twice a week. The ability to just order it is is also relatively new. Um, but but just so there's just complete clarity on this, I absolutely agree with you that this moralizing and this attempt to make other people feel guilty about about their biology and about clean kill of animals when when the alternative in nature is to be ripped to pieces screaming, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> is is not something that that I have ever bought. And it's not something I buy now. Definitely, man. And, you know, the thing is, the word tells us that we're supposed to minister to all creation. So we're not supposed to be cruel to animals. You know, we were supposed to have a sense of compassion. We're supposed to, uh, you know, treat animals a certain way, even if they are for our consumption. Now, the extremist or the the the, uh, the moral or virtuous, you know, uh, vegan would say, well, eating animals is cruelty. But just as you have said, it's like, trust me, there's cooler way for for an animal to die. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is, this this gets down. But they're like I said, Bill, they're using these things and they're trying to tie these things to promote things that are causing more problems in the culture that they think are virtuous, but it's causing more problems. And right from the outset of our creation, the Lord makes this truth about him. the first thing he's going to tell about us is like, look, you're a man and you're a woman. OK, now, when you have people that are going to use not eating meat or the virtue of being vegan and try to tie that to a person's sexuality or their gender or what their mm -hmm. uh, appropriate gender is you can see or right, global warming or whatever the case may yes, be yes you can see those things tied right from the beginning in the first patches of the word it's like the lord's like let me go ahead and say this from the outset right now because people are going to mess with this and it's not a new thing this has been since the dawn of civilization you know people trying to mess with what god says this is true you know, this is true about you. And people have been, try have been in rebellion against it ever since. But we have the choice and we have the right to make the choice. But there's consequences from it. You know, and, and right now they're trying to present an alternative to meat, even even grow meat in a lab. But see, here's the thing. And, and people are going to they may buy into it, you know, because they may feel like, you know, it's a moral thing to do and they'll feel better about themselves. There's um, something disgusting about it, though. Too, yeah, you it's, know? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's something very sci fi channel to it. Um, but. Here's the thing. Can a person really be sure that they are going to make sure that that protein is going to be innately packed with everything that our body is actually yeah, familiar yeah, yeah, with? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Of course. See, now, who, who, this is much more complex than we think it yes, is. Yes. It's like, okay, so these people are talking about nutrition and what's better for you. It's like, you, you can't do it. There's a reason why man was made from the ground. 
There's a reason for that. Everything that's in the ground, man, it's going to be found in living organisms. That's what we're made from that. Our body is made to receive what is familiar. The reason why people are getting all these diseases and stuff like that, mental and physically, is because our body is constantly made to process stuff that it doesn't know. It's like, what do you do with that? You try to open up a program in your computer. If your computer don't recognize, it's going to get a glitch. Right. So not only is this playing out, these things playing out in our bodies where we're having all these diseases, we're seeing it play out in society and and people are not recognizing what's right and what's wrong. The ground doesn't isn't allowed to to rest right. Uh, The the, the food is we got Franken food and all Mm -hmm. these things are going in there presented to us as if it is something better for us. And sugar and everything, sugar and steak, corn. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. You know, so like I said, you know, these things, they, they end up toxic in many ways, toxic for our bodies, toxic for how we interact with each other. All this stuff is being played out. Uh, and it's, um, it's rotten meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, rotten it meat, smells, man. Stinks. Yes. Yes, it does. And unfortunately, a lot of people are, 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 um, they're going for it. So let me just add one thing. It's kind of a political point here, uh, that we've been kind of dancing around in terms of the politics of it. It is, the nature of progressivism, it's one of the founding pillars of progressivism to believe that you can not only deny your biology, but to uh, to oppose it, that you can yeah. that you can through force of will or spiritual, you know, prestidigitation, whatever, that you can that you can override your biology. Uh, we don't have to talk about this in terms of trans athletes and all the rest of it and 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 all of this feminization of men and and the whole vegetarian vegan thing all of it is an attempt to wish ourselves out of our biology and I don't think that can be done in fact I know it can't be done uh, when when you see their social engineering attempts to turn, young men into young women, I mean, in terms of the behaviors, right? Why are you looking out the window and why aren't you sharing? You're just a defective girl, basically. <laughs> okay. So then these guys go into, uh, they go home and they, they close the door and they get on their computers and then they, and then they, they're, they're cowboys and Indians or they're jumping out of airplanes in, in their video games. You can't beat the biology out of people, but that's what the left is all about mm-hmm. is denying biology. All of these socialist experiments like Nazism had the new Nazi, the new man, and the Soviets had the new Soviet man, and the Chinese communists had the, the you know, the, the, the great leap forward to all the rest of the stuff. We're going to remake our own biology. It doesn't work. And when you try to do that, it ends up meaning that the people who have this bad idea are going to have to enforce it on other people through coercion, and then they get millions of people dead. Uh, the genius of the American system was not that it was not that it aspired to change human nature, but rather that it understood human nature well enough to build in uh, mechanisms that went with the flow. This is what people will do. People will tend to want to be greedy. People will tend to want power. And so let's, let's put legal barriers from people wanting to take everything, control everything. So, this, I think, is is another symbol of, uh, or symptom rather, of of the left's disconnect from reality and how uh, how much a part of their entire philosophy that disconnect is. Indeed, man, and folks, uh, we hope that you found this to be a uh, meaty episode. And uh, if you did, <laughs> I want y'all to keep in mind, you know, like I said, they're using these narratives to promote things, and this is this is the key point. 
of uh, uh, especially concerning the biblical aspect of eating meat. Like I said earlier, uh, we're supposed to minister all the creation. And as we also mentioned, the animal is going to deal with suffering. Now, why? Why is that? Like I said, the animal itself is is going to go through this and is going to be made to give up its life. The message in that is that there's going to be someone who is going to come, who is going to be made to suffer and die and is going to give up his life for our eternal sustenance. That's the message in it. And what's happening in the culture is people are trying to get you away from that. They don't want you to see that. So they try to promote not eating meat as something virtuous. So we don't want to buy into into their lie. Make sure you keep a diet of the meaty truth. All right, y'all. So. Thank you guys so much for Bill Whittle and I. Thank you for your support and for tuning in. And we'll catch y'all next time on the Virtue Signal.